Hi, I'm Carl Azus. Welcome to our show for Thursday, November 5th. Votes are still being counted from the 2020 U.S. presidential election. The face-off between Republican incumbent President Donald Trump and Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden left several states too close to call, and as of Wednesday evening, neither candidate had clinched that magic number of 270 electoral votes to be declared the winner. When we produced this show, CNN had not projected a winner for six states, Alaska, Arizona, Georgia, Nevada, North Carolina, and Pennsylvania. Without those predictions, it appeared that Democratic challenger Biden had clinched 254 electoral votes, while Republican incumbent Trump had clinched 213 electoral votes. But these numbers were subject to change as vote counting continued and results came in. As far as the makeup of the next Congress goes, analysts said Democrats were likely to remain in control of the House of Representatives, while it looked like Republicans would remain in control of the Senate. But again, that information is not final. There were still a number of significant calls to be made. Part of the reason for the delay is the coronavirus pandemic, one of the major issues of the election. Out of concerns about crowded polling places on election day, many people chose to vote early or mail in their ballots. Researchers estimated that more than 100 million Americans voted early this year. Contrast that with the 46 million who voted early in 2016. The Trump campaign announced yesterday that it was launching legal challenges to vote counts in Georgia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, as well as requesting a recount in Wisconsin. These were strongly contested battleground states this year, so that could delay final results as well. Modern elections have seen real-time projections of the winners, sometimes within hours of nationwide polls closing. But the U.S. Constitution does not say that winners must be declared on election night. Throughout the 1800s, it would take days and sometimes weeks for a winner to be announced. But people in the United States and abroad want to know what to expect politically come 2021, and you can get the latest results updated day and night at CNN.com. 10-second trivia. What is 16 Psyche? Is it a grunge band, a game show, a Pavlovian theory, or an asteroid? It's a bird, it's a plane, it's an asteroid that was discovered in 1852 and named for a figure in Greek mythology. 10,000 quadrillion dollars. Now that I have your attention, we're talking about the possible, estimated, hypothetical value of an asteroid. But Carl, you may be thinking, it's a rock! You're right, a rock named Asteroid 16 Psyche that's about the length of Massachusetts. Scientists have been studying it through pictures gathered by the Hubble Space Telescope, and they published new findings in the Planetary Science Journal. They don't know exactly what it's made of, but they think that Asteroid 16 Psyche could be iron and nickel. If it is, they say a piece of iron that big would be worth more than all the economies on Earth combined. Okay, so let's go get it. Well, not so fast, Han Solo. The asteroid is three times farther from the sun than we are. NASA hopes to send a probe there in 2022. Researchers hope it gathers some secrets of the universe.
When you play these spiders low frequency tones that are about the known frequencies of insect prey that they typically catch, they'll actually spring up and strike at these at these tones. Next, a tale of two towns, or really one town with a whole lot of border. Barl Hertog and Barl Nassau are fitted together like two complicated puzzle pieces. They're both surrounded by the Netherlands, but Barl Hertog is considered Belgian and part of Belgium. Barl Nassau is considered Dutch and part of the Netherlands. What's going on here? Well, it's been going on since the 1100s. That's when one official who controlled the area went to another who lived nearby and asked for protection. They made a deal in which they'd each control parts of the town. It wasn't until 1995, for some reason, that the complex borders were drawn, and they still exist 25 years later. Welcome to Baal in Belgium. No. Welcome to Baal Nassau in the Netherlands. No. Belgium. It's the Netherlands. Belgium. No. Okay, everyone, please calm down. It's both. Welcome to the town with one of the most intricate borders in the whole world. Barl is a quiet, small town with not much going on. Until you look at these crosses. Yeah, that's an international border. And so is that, and so is that. Barl is home to a living border puzzle. Instead of one border crossing, there are dozens of them. And that's because the town consists of 30 enclaves. There are 22 pieces of Belgium surrounded by the Netherlands and 10 Dutch areas in Belgium. The border goes through houses, and this means that there are two of almost everything for a population of under 10,000. Two postal services, two churches, two bus companies. There are even two mayo toppings at this chicken shop. Yep, this one's Dutch and this one's Belgian. And there's two town halls, and of course a meeting room with a borderline in it, and two separate representatives. So, Head of Tourism Willem, how do you know where your house is if the border goes through it? We have a front door rule, and the front door rule says there where your front door is, that is the place where you have your domicile where you are living in Belgium or Holland. But what about front doors that get chopped off by the border, like this one? That's an exception. Living there, you, you can choose uh, both ways, of course. Like gallery owner Sylvia. This is Belgium, this is Netherlands, and this is my gallery. I have chosen from Belgium because I was living in Belgium, my company was Belgium, so I take the easiest way. All right, but the international commute, it must be tiring. Right, cafe manager Willem? Of course. My cafe is at the, the Dutch side. I am Belgian, so... Uh, I cross the border every day, but I live here 200 meters from, so uh, it's not that far. Okay, so my last question, it has to be this. Which town is best? Barl Hertog or Barl Nasa? I prefer both. I'm Dutch, and to be honest, I like the way of living more on the Belgian side. <laughs> Barl Hertog, of course. In the end, it doesn't matter which side of the border you choose. All in all, this is just a great love story between two countries. 
wij willen ook een voorbeeld zijn. Hier in Baarle hebben Baarle als we een voorbeeld zijn voor andere situaties waar grenzen wel grote problemen zijn. We have learned to deal with each other, we have learned to live with each other. And I could say we are an example for the rest of Europe, maybe the rest of the world. Architects have to have a vision, but the one who designed a sculpture in the Netherlands would have never envisioned this. On Monday, a subway train broke through its barriers and landed on top of a whale tail sculpture. The only person aboard the train was the driver, and he wasn't hurt. But the architect of the sculpture says if it weren't so strong and built at the height it was, the driver might not have survived the accident. And now when he tells of the tall tales, he's not telling tall tales. He's got a whale of a tale to tell about the time he took the underground overground and wound up grounded to an undersea creature. People might ask, are you for whale? They might ask if he's feeling well, but he'll be able to say, hey, it's no fluke. I'm Carl Azus. We've got some Spartans watching today. Shout out to the students of Sure High School. Are you sure? I'm sure. It's in Montebello, California. Sure is good to have you watching CNN 10.